Hey guys, we have another great episode of the Solo Performer Podcast coming up. This month's guest is the incredible Stephen Paradise. Now, Stephen plays five to seven times a week in the Bradenton, Florida area. And I've had the pleasure of seeing him play a few times, and he's an incredible performer. And he has fun with his audience, he plays his songs well, he's fantastic. Now, I thought Stephen would be a great guest because he started performing solo later in life. You know, one day he said, screw it, quit his job and started playing gigs. And he'll tell you how he did it in this show. We're also going to talk about making time for vacations, making that leap of faith from regular job to pro musician, having fun with the audience, how to not be intimidated by people who we think are more talented than us, hosting open mics. Steven has an awesome social media strategy that we're going to share with you. And we're also going to talk about how your critics probably aren't doing anything anyway. And we're going to give you Steven's advice for beginners. And we're going to talk about how Paul McCartney's allowed to screw up, and so are you. And of course, the regular solo performance system, five songs you should know. And these are according to Stephen. So anyway, here we go. Great show coming up. Stephen Paradise. Welcome to Solo Performer Podcast, where I interview the best of the best solo performers of all kinds from all over the world. We go in depth and uncover the tips, secrets, and hacks that these pros use on a nightly basis to play amazing gigs. So if you're a guitar player, piano player, singer, or even if you use tracks, this is the podcast for you. So before we get started with today's episode, I'd like to give you a quick reminder. If you're a solo, duo, or even trio performer, and you're looking to bring your performance to the next level you'll want to check this out. Now, what this is, is I'll send you a quick email twice a month with tips, tricks, and hacks that the pros use to play gigs better and to play more gigs. And as you may or may not know, I've booked and played over 5,000 gigs since 1998. And in these emails, I'm going to share with you the things I've learned over the years, from the hard lessons to the funny stories. Man, these emails are educational and entertaining, or at least I think they're entertaining, right? So, but with any solo performer will get a lot of value from these. So it doesn't matter if you're just starting out and have never played a gig, or maybe you've done a few gigs before but want to gig more consistently, I highly recommend you sign up today. Just go to solo-performer.com to register. That's solo-performer.com, and I'll see you later. Now, back to the podcast. What's happening, man? Uh, not too much. How you been? Doing good, man. Doing good. New Year's good for you? So, so far, yeah. 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 I had a busy weekend. So that's always, yeah. always a plus I'm trying to get rid of that glare. Sorry. Oh, it's all right. It makes you look, yeah. uh, woo. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> oh, I'll just, I'll just do the whole thing like this. No. <laughs> nice, uh, you're in my inner chamber here. My, oh, oh the, my, the inter my catastrophe of a room. The inner sanctum. So, the inner sanctum. Yes. That's right. Where's the, the, Superman's thing, the um, Solus. Uh, oh, the, the I don't know. I know the Get Smart was the Shroud of Silence. <laughs> Get that. There's a reference. Get Smart. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm aging myself. I guess. Yeah. Well, I knew it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, you oh. know the Zoom song, so that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you, interesting thing about that when um, when I was a kid. I thought it was pronounced. Uh, I thought Massachusetts was pronounced Massotusius because 
the way they said Boston Mass 021. I thought they were saying Boston Masso Tushas. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> they sang the song, but they were singing the zip, you know, well, yeah. yeah. Zip code, Boston Mass 02134. Yeah. 02134. Yeah. Four. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah, four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I love our accent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, if you could hear, hear me and my uh, full, full blown Louisiana accent, we probably wouldn't understand each other at all. I know. I, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard any Louisiana from you. Oh, well, some people say they hear it quite a bit, and then some people don't, so I guess it depends. But if I'm um, if I'm talking to my cats or if I'm mad, oh, yeah. you'll, you know, it, it comes out. A couple of dreams brings it out, too, usually. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. Ah. Oh, man. Well, good. So, yeah, man, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. I mean. I, having me on your show, God, you're going to get at least ones, maybe even twos of viewers. Well, I'm, so I'm going to I'm going to double the audience. <laughs> that's going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I appreciate you helping me double my audience. That's going to be great. Oh, anytime, anytime. <laughs> yeah, man. So um, did you have a good weekend? Say what? Did you have a good weekend? Oh, I had a great weekend. Um, yeah, New Year's Eve. Yes, uh, Happy New Year, by the way. Yeah, you too. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All that. Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, you know, I, for the last eight years, I've deliberately taken New Year's Eve off because uh -huh. my, my second wife, well, she was my girlfriend at the time. Um, you know, you know how it is. We work all the time. Work all the time. Work every holiday. Right. You know, and um, it was kind of a special thing, you know, for us to just take New Year's Eve off and it's kind of become our tradition. And so that's what I do now. I don't, I don't work New Year's Eve anymore. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've actually uh, tried to talk myself into taking a vacation this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, but, but it's hard, right? Because it is hard. You, you don't want to say no. Paid. You don't get paid for sitting at home looking pretty. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You got to well, be out there. Look pretty anyways. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, that's that's the thing, you know. We, uh, my wife and I, I have it on. It's weird. I have a notification on my phone that says, "Sit down with Cass and make vacation plans for the year." Yeah, it's four weeks of vacation from her job. Oh, and that's so nice. Gotta, you know, but again, if you don't plot it out, and in fact, I'm going to have to like tell some people, "Hey, I can't do this because I got every weekend booked at the moment right, right. now for the next year." So you got it, but you know. You got to make yep. it happen. Take some time you off. do. I know. And I've finally come to the point where I realize I have to make it happen. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. But I think it's a problem a lot of us working guys have, right? We don't. Yeah. We just, we, I don't know. We, we're scared I, to take I, the time I off. We just don't want to. The, the problem is I really enjoy what I do. And so it's, you don't want to say no. It's like, I have fun every time I go out and play. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and it's always different. Yeah, I agree. That's that's my problem is that it's not work. And so taking a vacation from it right. is not really that much of a vacation. But uh, for me, you know, it's about family time. And that's what I'm learning to do this late in the game. You know, like I've been doing this, what, 25 years now. So this late in the game, I'm finally learning, okay, I got to right. carve out some family time too, you know. So now, I think we talked a little bit about it. The, you know, one of the main reasons I want to get you on the podcast is that you you started a little bit later than most people, right? You started out playing trombone. I and, did, yeah, yeah. I, but, I started uh, actually in uh, in fifth grade. 
standing in the lunch line after lunch, a music teacher came out and said, I need a couple of people to play baritone horn. And I looked at my friend, uh, Jim Harrington, and I said, what the heck is a baritone horn? He said, I don't know. Let's do it. So I said, okay. <laughs> so we both did. And I mean, he lasted a good few months on it. And I, I played it that first year. And then the next year, my teacher said, you know what? There's uh, You've got some talent here. And I think that I, I'd like you to switch to trombone because you'll be able to get more work later yeah. in life playing trombone than baritone horn. Yeah. Unless you want to do you know, union marching bands the rest of your life. So I said, sure, I'll give it a try. And I ended up switching to trombone in sixth grade and majoring in college in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that where you started playing solo gigs? Is it in Massachusetts or was it when you moved down here? Oh, on, on guitar? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've only been doing that about, about just over five years. Yeah. I, it was down here. I um, I actually, I played horn um, and I had a music studio. I taught for about 25 years. Okay. Um, and... I had moved to Ohio with my ex, and then when we broke up, um, yeah. I moved. I came down here to visit my parents in 2005, and, uh, and I decided I, I wasn't leaving. Um, I was done with the snow, et cetera. And so yeah. from 2005 until, God, just probably about seven years ago at the most, um, I didn't play any music. Wow. Um, and... Uh, I, I started going to a couple of friends that had um, jams, uh, open mic kind of things. And uh, and I, I had met Dana and, and all the other guys in Kettle. And uh, Dana was very supportive. Of, you know, I, we talked about music and where we were from. And he had me come up on stage a couple of times and sing a little bit with him. And he was very encouraging mm-hmm. that I should get back into music, as uh, well as my friend Greg Gertis, um, Stretch. He's yeah. uh, like 6'9". Yeah. Um, he, he, I went to his gym and it, it took a while, but I finally got up and I sang and I said, you know what? I, I think I'm catching the bug again, but uh-huh. no, nobody wants to listen to a, a solo trombone for three <laughs> or four hours a night. So I decided I had this old guitar. I'm like, let me see what I can do with it, basically. And uh, I started playing a couple of songs at the gym and, and I was hooked. And I finally get to the point where I hated my job so much. I said, that's it. I quit. I had no gigs. Uh-huh. And uh, and I made it work. So you you had a regular job, and you just took the leap and said, "I'm going to be a pro." And yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is about uh, just well five years ago in October is when I quit. Yeah. Friday uh, the fifteenth. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, um, that's the same thing I did a long time ago. Um, I worked at UPS in Atlanta, and I just got so tired of it and fed up one day. I'm like, uh-huh. you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to be. And I think that's the way to do it if you want to be a pro, because a lot of times, you know, that that day job, you, you can't maybe take a gig because you got to be at your day job. And you, right. So you might lose out on that midweek gig. And and those are the things that make you a pro is playing those midweek gigs. You know, it's oh yeah, the guys doing the weekends, but those getting those midweek ones and being able to make you money all week long. That's what, that's what makes you a pro. Exactly. It's kind of hard to do that while having a day job or one know. of the things I had. I had no gigs when I had yeah. a day job. I I mean, I was I was basically um, working seven a.m. till one a.m. seven yeah. days a week. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had no time for really anything. Yeah. Um, and I really wanted to do music, so I just that's why I, I severed ties with the company. Yeah. Um, and said I'm doing this. I went out. I looked for gigs for about two weeks. I got a couple of gigs. Uh-huh. Sold the drum set that I had, so I'd have a little bit of money in uh-huh. case I needed it in an yeah. emergency. Yeah. And um, 
and I haven't really looked since then. You know, two, mm-hmm. three weeks into it, I had some gigs and then word of mouth and yeah, it just did snowballed. Yeah. So, so what what made I, you what made you think you were like so you like okay I, here I am I hate this job I want to be a musician I don't have any gigs. What gave you the confidence? What made you know you were ready at that point to do that? To just sever those ties and and go on? Was was it just my, my friend's job like, that much, or you just you? Were oh ready? yeah, I did really, <laughs> but um, but also just you know my friends that were supporting the decision. You know, honestly, twisting my arm for uh-huh. well over a year to get out and start playing music, and I just I finally got to that point where I'm like, you know what? Yep, I am going to do this, and yeah. I just didn't look back. Yeah. So at that time, how did you feel about that? I mean, was you, were you, were you scared? Were you confident? Were you? I'll tell you when I quit the job, it was a huge relief Yeah. not to have to go back in there. Um, I was a little nervous at first because I didn't know, you know, would I be able to get gigs right away? Nobody knows me here. Right. Um, So how am I going to get gigs? And I just, I was fortunate enough that um, one of the places where the jam that I played at was knew me already. And they offered me, and you talk about those midweek gigs, yeah. they offered me a Tuesday evening gig yeah. every week. And I'm like, yep, I'm taking it. <laughs> right. um, so that was that was the first one. And uh, and I, t- I got a couple of other ones within another week or so. And yeah, and yeah I mean, the confidence grew really quickly. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I coming in from it, into it from a horn perspective, uh-huh. You know, I I always I always listen to the music. Um, yeah. I'm I'm an instrumentalist, so songs that I've known for 40, 45, 50 years, I I don't know the lyrics, yeah. and that was my biggest thing to overcome. Yeah. Um, you know, thank God I I got the tablet eventually, but uh, because now I can just kind of stay read a song, um, and, and get it out there and see if it works. Uh-huh. But I I didn't know lyrics at all. Yeah, and that was that was a little nerve wracking. Yeah. At first. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it's all worked out fairly. Yeah. I could say <laughs> you're very busy every night. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I, I could use an early week gig. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, between Sunday and Monday. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So for every, uh, we, you mentioned you moved down here. Where, where is down here? Where's your stomping ground right now? I'm, I'm in Bradenton. Okay, Florida. Um, I did live down in Sarasota for a year in Gulfgate, mm-hmm. but I uh, moved back up to Bradenton. Okay, yeah, West Bradenton. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I've been here seventeen and a half years. Yeah, but you've been playing solo for five, just over five. Okay, yeah. wow, man, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it's it's a Cinderella story. Honestly, I've I've been blessed. Cinderella boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, you know, I've seen you play and, you know, you you have fun with the audience. I, I try. Yeah, you got to make it fun for them. I mean, yeah. you know, if, if you're not engaged with your audience, then you don't have an audience. Really, right. you're just playing for yourself. Right. Um, and I, yeah, I try to get involved. I mean, I had a month and a half, two months ago, this adorable three year old girl yeah. came up to the stage and requested um part of your world from little mermaid oh and yeah. I'm like, oh my god you're kidding me yeah. and but you know what she was just so darn adorable i i had to say okay yeah. and i just downloaded it quick and i did it and i put it a, a video of it on facebook yeah saying look at this this little girl and then blah 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 now i get i go to like biker bars and people that saw the video are requesting that so i'm like <laughs> kidding me 
So it's it's you never know what's going to happen. You got to engage the audience, yeah. you know. Yep. Um, and and you know, Free Bird is not a hundred dollar song anymore. I'm sorry, it's at least 150 because somebody <laughs> actually put up the hundred dollars. Damn, you do it. Yeah. So yeah. now I'm I'm trying to avoid ever doing that again. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I look at it a little different. I do whatever, you know, because if it makes yep. them happy, you know. Now, Freebird is one of those requests where you got to kind of weed out if they're joking or not, right? A right. lot of times they'll just sit there going, Freebird. That's just, why I say that I'm sorry. Ha, ha, ha. That's song, yeah, sir. Yeah. yeah. You know, I had no, yeah. I, I didn't think anybody would ever put up a hundred bucks to hear it. And you know what's funny is like I'll say it's a hundred dollar song and everybody's like, oh. And I'll say, I'll tell you what, I'll give you the free version of Freebird. <laughs> I'll just turn the first G. <laughs> you know and they, they get a kick out of that but uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah Freebird Goddess that's one of those those songs I just yeah you, know, you were saying the five songs that every every uh every solo artist should play and that's uh -huh. definitely one they should not play um <laughs> but yeah and, and my my thing is my my niche is uh, I I do more obscure stuff you know mm -hmm. I'll do like the even if I do a major artist, I'll do a song that you just don't normally hear yeah, from them, yeah. you know, just because I want to be different. I want sure. people to remember me for being different, for playing yeah. songs that go, wow, yeah, I remember that tune. That's an awesome yeah. tune. Haven't yeah. heard that in forever. Yeah. And that's that's where that's where I come in. Yeah. Um, you know, God, everybody plays Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Yeah. He's one of the five. You got to play Tom Petty. Yeah. Okay. And as a solo artist, one of the five. Yeah. To answer that part when we get to it, but I'll play like "Girl on LSD" yeah, know, yeah. instead of instead of "American Girl" or something like that. Right, right. You know, just something way more deep cutting. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's so I have fun. I, I engage the crowd. I have fun. Yeah. People heckle me. I heckle them right back. <laughs> you, know? But you you don't like me, then yeah. I'll find someplace else to play. You know. Yeah. Uh, and that's only happened once, and it wasn't that they didn't like me. It was a song I played. So, oh. so well, tell us, tell us that story. Yeah. Uh, well, I used to play at a place here in Bradenton, West Bradenton, um, owned by Jimmy Buffett. And uh, I was asked right at the very end of the night to do a Tenacious D song. Uh -huh. And then I look around, it's literally five minutes before closing. Nobody's there except for this guy, bartenders, uh -huh. um, no kids, no nothing. So I played it there before. So I'm like, sure, I'll play it. And I get a, an email a couple of days later saying any 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 more dates that you have with us please just remove yourself um and i went wow they said they said because of my language my volume which i was never allowed and uh and it was something else and i was, it was so long ago oh, so wow. i, I kind of made a post on that about uh, not being there anymore on facebook and i got three more venues out of that so <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. i'm not I'm not hurting to play in that spot anyways yeah but um yep yeah, yeah that, it happens yeah. That's, that's i guess that's kind of like a horror story yeah. Um, more my horror stories are like because I am you know technically technologically challenged and computer literate. Uh, um, I mean, I've horn, I'm a horn, yeah, yeah. um, so I've got everything I got plugged in, and I go to a gig and there's no sound coming out of the system, and I, I'm troubleshooting till the cows come home. And before I realize, oh, the jack and the speaker is just not pushed all the way in, something simple like that. <laughs> um, but it happened to me one time, I was out east at uh, solomon's castle and a bunch of people were there a big bike rally going on some friends were there and i had nothing coming out and i checked everything i ended up doing an acoustic straight acoustic show outdoors in this huge area 
screaming my 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 voice you know not singing screaming and just pounding on the guitar to try to be heard and i found i was just it was a cable went bad that day oh, i always have extra cables now there's my horror story <laughs> yep always carry extra. I, I have extra cables in my trunk at all times for that reason yeah um, yep. i even carry an extra mixing board you know just really i do carry a well, little mac it's about this big it's about okay this big. Little yep. Mackie mixer, just in just in case, because I've had, you know, I've had yeah. things go wrong, you know. See, I haven't thought of that. Yeah, that's that's, that's something to, to ponder. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because you never know what's going to go wrong. No, you you never know. You know. Nope. Nope. And then people, you think, know, like people think it's so easy to be a musician. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, if it was that easy, everybody would do it, right? And exactly. A lot of people try to do it and they get discouraged because they it's not as easy as they think, you know. No, no, it's definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> but but it is. <laughs> you know, in the same the same respect, it is easy because it's what we do. It's because it's what we love. Because we because love it. We're used to, we love it. And uh yeah. it's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, like that, you said, it's not work. Right. But that's the thing I, I say, if you don't, you know, if people like just a regular person be like, oh, you know, what Stephen Paradise does, that's so easy. And then they try to do it. They would fail miserably because they don't have the love for it that you have or the, you know, or the right. skills that you've developed over the year. You make you make it look easy. Oh, and God, it is I easy for you because developing. you've done it so well for so long, you know. Right? <laughs> trying. Yeah. I hope the skills are developing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I know I'm I'm a very heavy handed guitar player. Yeah. I know you've seen that, yeah. um, <laughs> but I've gotten better. I think, I don't think that I'm really pounding on the guitar as yeah. much as I used to. And one of the guitars that I got had a floating bridge and that's what part of what helped me with that because uh -huh. you hit that bridge and it's, it's all, all out and you can't find it again. Yeah. You know, God throw the guitar away and get another one. Basically my, <laughs> my um, I'll never get it back to where it should be. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get a little bit more finesse. I mean, yeah. I cannot finger pick. I'm left-handed. I play right-handed. My dexterity is oh, wow. in my my left hand. Yeah, yeah, you are too. No, no, no. So that, that's fascinating. Oh, okay. I'm fascinated by left-handed players. You, but you play right-handed. Yeah, because I didn't know you. Were. So, you, how did that come about? Like being a lefty, you just picked up the guitar. Like, I, I have a right-handed guitar. I'm like, this is how you play guitar. Yeah. And um, so that's that's how I taught myself. Yeah. Um, so, so I have literally no dexterity in my right hand. Gotcha. I cannot finger pick. I can't do anything. Gotcha. So I developed kind of a technique with a pick, a flat pick that sounds almost like finger picking. I can uh -huh. kind of get away with it. Uh -huh. um, um, so it kind of works for me. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not a guitarist. But but left-handed, and people think, oh, you're left-handed. You should be playing left-handed. Well, I, I took that into heart and went to a music store uh -huh. a few months ago. And I picked up a left-handed guitar and like, let's see how easy this could be. It was yeah. so much easier to, you know, swing a bat left-handed when I was younger. Yeah. Um, after I found out that I I should be, so yeah. I picked up a left-handed guitar and I went to try to. I couldn't even like think of how do you play a C chord. Wow. You know, I my brain just wouldn't let me think. Yeah, Because yeah. it's so ingrained playing right-handed. Right. Um, and it, it, all the other instruments basically are right-handed instruments. They didn't. Yeah. They haven't designed a a left-handed clarinet or flute or anything you know? right you know you've you've always been forced to play right-handed instruments as a left-handed person gotcha. so i didn't think anything of it and i just picked up the right-handed guitar yeah. and they're much easier to find 
better yeah. instruments. Yeah. So yeah, that's what Jimi so, Hendrix said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he played left-handed. Yeah, he did. So I have a friend back home who who's lefty. He plays left-handed, but he'll take a regular guitar, flip it. Yep. So the sixth string is on the bottom. Yeah. And watching him play is oh, the so most he plays confusing the thing. Down, basically. Say what? He so he plays the guitar like upside down. Yeah. He'll take a you know, regular like if he comes to my show and I would just say, here, Philip, play this guitar, my right-handed guitar, he'd be no yep. problem. He takes it, flips it. Wow. Yeah. And it's confusing. Why, I watch, when I watch him play, I'm I'm like, I can't tell. I can't make heads and tails. It's like, what is he doing? Yeah. Yes, it's amazing that he amazes me. His name's Philip. That's pretty he, cool. Yeah, he amazes me. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd have to see something like that. I, I can only imagine watching the fingerings. It's got to yeah. be like, mind-boggling i can't i cannot wrap my round my mind around it when i watch him play it's just it's <laughs> what i'm hearing and what i'm seeing is just it's just what what's going on it's crazy yeah yep yeah because you're hearing it correctly but you're yeah. looking at it wrong <laughs> you know well, not and wrong, how he but... yeah, and how he can process that i don't even know it's like you know it's well, you know left-handed people are intelligent that's right here <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, That's I had a there. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so uh... <laughs> oh boy. I, I also I've got a friend of mine who actually I met in Ohio. Um he's a solo artist. I actually I got up and sang with him a couple of times when I lived up north. But um he moved to Arizona pretty much the same time I moved here. And he plays a harp guitar. Um that my God, watching him play that thing. Yeah. It's just absolutely insane because you got your six string and then you get the bass strings. Yeah. Or a double neck kind of a thing. And yeah. just it's like it's like watching a ballet with him going back and forth on the strings. Right. Yeah. But he makes it sound so good. Yeah. Yeah. Some some pretty talented people out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's the thing you, you gotta look out for. One of them. What's, What's that? that? That's, that's the thing you gotta look out for. Oh wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, 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 no, go ahead. Okay, so that's the thing you got to look out for, especially when you're starting out, is that there's so many people who are so good. Like you know, a lot of times, especially when I start, I wanted to give up. I'm like, oh, geez, I can't, I can't do that, you know. But you got to yeah. just kind of keep at it, do be who you are, and and you know, it's it's good, you know. You you play your music and you you're okay. Right. Just have fun. Yep. Have fun with it. I, I'm I'm starting to um, I'm starting to like what I do. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm feeling more comfortable. That's what I should say. Uh -huh. Um, with with how I perform. Um, I'm just, like people say, my God, your voice is so good. And I'm thinking to myself, my God, I've had, you know, eight gigs in the last three days and it's so raspy. Yeah. What is wrong with you? <laughs> um, but, but now it's like when my voice is healthy, there's no rasp. And that's what I'm the voice that I kind of remember that I had years ago. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I try to emulate what I had and it's yeah. not going to happen anymore. I'm getting older. I've lost a little bit of my range, especially yeah. up in the upper end. Um, so I do what I can. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but people come up to me and say, oh, this is great. Or that's great. And I'm thinking to myself, God, I hate it. <laughs> and that's the biggest thing I've had to get over is like, people say, you're so good. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm adequate. And yeah. that's always been my thing is I say, no, I'm, I'm adequate. I come in here. I do my songs. I, I, I have fun. Hopefully yeah. you have fun. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to be you know, some worldwide rock star and, right. and travel all over the place. I'm I'm happy where I am doing yeah. what I do. Yeah. And, you know, if you like it, great. Yeah. But I'm out of 
But you brought up a, a good, yeah, you brought up a good point though, is that the people that you're, who are watching you are having fun. Yeah. They'll probably come see you again or tell other people about you. And that's right. you know, what we do as, as like solo performers. That's, that's what it's all about, you know, because if you think about it, you can get a guy, you know, who has all these chops to say, let's take Ingve Malmsteen has all these chops, and, right. but you put him in the little bar down in Bradenton for three, four hours, you know, just doing that. Oh Yeah people would tune out real quick, you know, very quick. as amazing as he is, because, you know, it's not really having a good time. They're, there's no interaction. There's just, okay, this guy's amazing. Okay. And what's next? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that, but that's now the, on the other, on the other end of that spectrum, you got people like Steve Howe. Yeah. Who will go into these little coffee bars and stuff up in mm -hmm. Pennsylvania yeah. and play a three or four hour gig yeah. with his son. Yeah, and he and he interacts with the crowd. Well, there, and he, and he makes it, you know, he makes it fun. So it, it, a lot of it depends on your attitude. Yeah, well, I always say, and people people laugh at me sometimes, but I always say, you know, a, a poorly performed song that people want to hear is better than a perfectly performed song that no one wants that to. Hear. No one wants to hear. Yep. You know, but something. I, my thing is, I don't give people the choice of what to hear unless yeah. they request something. If, yeah. if 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 they come to one of my shows, they're going to hear what I want to play. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Steven says goes. That's right. Yeah. It's my show. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I've I've like whipped out stuff like King Crimson. Why? Yeah, wow. Because you know, nobody plays it. Yeah. So I'll do yeah, it. Right. You know, um I, I, I like to try to challenge myself with obscure stuff. Yeah. You know, um and, and, and see if I if it's possible. Yeah. You know, I mean how many people I know that you're doing it now. How many people played Chicago as a solo. Two. You and some other guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a, a bunch of them I do now. But I hear the horn parts in my head, and I'm hoping yeah, well, yeah. that the audience does too. Yeah, yeah. Because so, yeah. without the horn parts, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting story on that is that I, I think I told you this. After I saw you, I'm like, yeah, I need to add some. I don't have any Chicago in my repertoire. I'm going to put some Chicago. Mm -hmm. I started doing Saturday in the Park, right? So I'm doing a gig and it's these ladies and they're all about, you know, 80s music and all this. And I play some Chicago. And I knew that they were talking about like 80s Chicago, you know, the Peter Sarah, stuff. when he yeah. ruined the band. Right. But I was like, let me, let me, I don't know any 80s Chicago. So let me pull this out and see if they like, and they're like, oh, what was that? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Peter, I can't, I can't sing that high anyways. Yeah. Um, you know, I've started doing, um, well, I do Wishing You Were Here every oh, so that's, often. Yeah, that's pretty Terry Katz sang that one. Yeah. He's in my wheelhouse. But yeah. that middle section, Peter Cetera sings like five octaves higher. Yeah. Now, you know, every so often I'll do it. I'll hit the, I'll hit those oct the octave occasionally. But generally, yeah. I won't even try. I'll just drop an octave. Yeah. You know, just like if I do Steve Winwood, I, I drop his vocals an octave. God, yeah. Because you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer of I don't change songs from the original key really in my mind they were written in that key for oh. a reason and that's what they should be performed as wow um so if i if i can't sing it i won't i just oh, won't wow. do it that's, that is interesting yeah yeah it's just to me it, it says it's, it says to me that's what the uh, the artist wanted uh, yeah. and so i want to give them what the artist wanted okay you know? it's it's not my song it's yeah. theirs yeah, yeah so i'll do their song yeah Wow. I tried writing. I sound like a preschooler. <laughs> I tried writing Freebird. It didn't work. 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I can write a damn good brass quintet, but I can't write a song. I'm serious. I, I bet you could. I I have. Can you play it on guitar though? No. No. <laughs> that would involve finger picking. Uh ma'am. So how many how many gigs do you do a week typically? What's your what's your What's your rate? At least at least five. Yeah, um, least. yeah I mean, I usually have Monday or Tuesday off, mm-hmm. or sometimes both. Um, yeah. But I, I work pretty much every other day. At least you know, at least Wednesday through Sunday, I work. Yeah, a couple every so often, I'll do a double on a day. Yeah. Um, I'm trying not to do doubles. I did a triple not too long ago, and I yeah. I vowed I will never do another one of those. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, generally five a week. Yeah. Um, sometimes six or seven, sometimes eight, but, um, mm-hmm. I like, I like having a couple of days off yeah. to kind of yeah. decompress and yeah. Oh yeah. Have a little bit of me time and yeah. actually try to go to see friends play. Yeah. See, that's, yeah. that's what makes it so difficult with what we do. You know, it's like most of your friends do the same thing. <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, do you have a following? Well, yeah. you know, I've got a bunch of friends with their musicians, so they're yeah. not going to be at my gig. Yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty much a, a guaranteed. Yeah. So and that's one of the reasons that I try to interact more with the crowd is yeah. hopefully hook them and come to my shows, which I've had yeah. a few lately that have been following me, which is nice. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's like at the beginning, especially, I couldn't guarantee yeah. that I was going to have, you know, you want me to bring 50 people to the show? I can't I can't do that. I don't no, know that, 50 people that aren't yeah. musicians. Yeah. You know? That doesn't happen consistently. You know what I mean? Like maybe when you first start out, your friends are... Oh, you know, Steven's playing. We haven't seen it before. Right. They'll go to a gig. But if you're oh. playing every night, you got you really got to get that reputation where you're having fun with the crowd and everything to do it every night. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, the first gig that I played, my God, it was packed. It was yeah. absolutely packed. So many of my friends were there. It was a yeah. Tuesday night, so they weren't working. Right. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Yeah. And then the next time I played, it's like, holy shit. There's like yeah. two people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I got to do something here. Yeah. Yeah. I find it I find it more it's more regulars, right, than a following. Like, you know, it, it's Stalmars. Yeah. I have my regulars, and over here I have my regulars. And right. you know, every now and then, you know, someone will travel a little bit and come see me at a different place. But mostly I find that, you know, the, the same people kind of go to the same place to see me. Do you find that to be true with you? Pretty pretty much. Um mo- most of the places I play, it's it's pretty much the same crowd. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I do have it's probably about 10, 12 people that have come to see me at different venues mm-hmm. um which is nice i mean I'm, I, I god bless them for that but yeah. generally every place i play it's like i play at mccabe's there's the mccabe's crowd mm-hmm. you know I'll, I'll play at uh, origin there's the origin crowd um i just i just did truman's i filled in for dana at truman's yeah. um and that crowd that was at truman's has in the past week and a half been to two of my gigs at least maybe three mm-hmm. yeah um so it's it's nice when you can kind of reach the crowd and yeah have them follow you. But yeah, generally it's 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 the crowd from from venue to venue. Yeah, it's the same same people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, speaking to what we were talking about earlier, seeing other people like you play literally three blocks from my house at Big Cat. <laughs> And I, I, yeah. I think I've seen you there once because I'm all, yeah. you know, because <laughs> yeah, well, you're doing Sunday Fun Day at uh, Settlemeyers, right? And then. Uh, um, in the Thursdays, I'm all you, you're doing Thursdays and Sundays there, right? Yeah, I do the open mic on Thursdays. Right, right. Um, which it has been a solo show. 
Yeah. Um, but I've also had, you know, 11 people one night. Yeah, yeah. So you never know who's going to show up for an open mic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you just be prepared to do three hours. Yeah. And if you don't have to do three hours, say thank you, God. Yeah. Yeah, speak to that a little bit, because, you know, I always talk to people and, you know, new new guys you know, who want to learn to get in the business. And I say, you know, open mics are a great place to start to build your chops and to make connections. Mm-hmm. And network. But I never talked about actually hosting an open mic. What is what is that like? What is hosting an open mic like? Well, this is this is actually the first one I've ever done. Um, uh-huh. They they had they had Gabe was doing it before me, and Gabe got busy at work, and they suggested that I take it over because I had Thursdays off at mm-hmm. the time, and I'm like, sure, I'll do it. Um, and you know, I just saw what I remembered from doing jams, which is a little bit of a different animal because you've got a host band. Yeah. And you can just kind of go up and sing with a band. Hopefully they'll know it. If not, do something easy that they can all play with you. Um, but the open mic, it's more like a, like a tea house kind of feel um, where you're going up playing solo, more of a folk kind of songwriter type of thing. Um, and I, I just, I basically, I've gotten to the point where I, I don't even have a sign-up sheet. Um, people come in, they know I'm hosting it. They come up and they tell me their name. I just get them up. I've mm-hmm. got their order in my head. I call them up to them, let them do, you know, three, four songs. Uh, if nobody's there, you know, play however long you want. Do it a half an hour if you want. I don't care. Less that I have to do. <laughs> yeah. But um, I've just, I've got it set up for the microphone. I've got my my board with me um, to go acoustic into it, mm-hmm. run through the speaker. Um, and it's, it's it's pretty easy. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's it's a lot of fun. I've got some, some decent people have come through there that yeah. I didn't know. One of them, I actually got a couple of gigs um around here mm-hmm. um he's, he plays in some like heavy metal band uh-huh. in orlando uh-huh. and but he lives right down the street from oh, okay. big top and so he came in one night and he's he just he started singing he had this he played guitar decent uh-huh. but he had this high falsetto that was just killer yeah and i'm like dear god you you got to get a gig here yeah you know? and then I, he got a gig there um mm-hmm. and he's played a couple of other places i've given him a few other venues to go check out um yeah I try to I try to help people out because that's how I got into it. Yeah, right. You know, I had friends who encouraged me to get out and do it, and that's mm-hmm. for some of these new people that are just starting out. That's I'm trying to do the same thing for them. Yeah, that's that's great because you know that's what I say. It's like um, you know we're not in competition with each other. You know, no, I mean, our competition no, no, no. is Netflix and the phone and all that. You know, we're, right. we're, you know other musicians aren't our competition. We should help each other out. You know, as much as possible. that's honestly. When I moved down here and started playing, that's the one thing that I noticed that was so different from up north. Really? Was how much everybody encouraged and helped each other out down here. Uh-huh. Um, up north, it was like stab you in the back, you know, yeah. well-established band, yeah. um, Room Full of Blues that I sat in with a bunch of times. Um, they would they would have, you know, places that they played at for 25 years. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were top-notch tour the world band. Yeah. But man, to get that local gig in Providence, Rhode Island, it was like pulling teeth because of all the backstabbing. Wow. Um, nobody wanted to help anybody out, and that's yeah. that's what I grew up thinking that the music industry was like. Yeah. Um, and down here, it's so different. Yeah. Um, and it's like, wow, this is actually really nice. Yeah. Well, you, know, you know, they're helping me. I'm helping them. Yeah. You know, everybody encourages everybody. Yeah. Every so often, you get a person who's not part of the norm yeah. um but you know you can't you, you deal with it the best you can yeah um so yeah it's i i love it i love yeah. how encouraging everybody is down here yeah 
Yeah, I tell the story even before I moved here. And I know you know Greg and Cindy. Yeah. Um, so Greg was next door neighbors. Greg and Cindy lived next door to uh, the in-laws of my best friend growing up in Louisiana. Oh, okay. So he found out that I was moving here and he calls me on the phone in Louisiana. Hey man, my name's Greg Polis. You know, anything you need. I'm like, Oh wow. Cool. And you know, chatted and everything. And you know, yeah. like I said, before I even moved here, Greg was helping me out. You that's know, so that's, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg was, he was such an amazing guy. Oh, I, yeah. um, I, I used to play at Westfield mall oh. um, in 41. They did a, a music series on Thursdays and, uh, so everybody was it was early evening nobody was playing yet so you know dana used to come for the half price appetizers with his daughter and uh-huh. everybody having a great time we had a big party in the courtyard it was outside in the courtyard and it was one time that greg was there with cindy and uh i started playing a song and apparently greg billy wanted to sing the harmony parts so he came running up to the stage le- leaning over my shoulder eating his <laughs> shrimp and, and singing the background harmonies with me it was nice. so much fun <laughs> yep, he used to, he'd he'd bring his guitar up occasionally. I had a few other people that came out and played with me. Lee, yeah. uh, C.S. Taki Lee came yeah. and sat one night with me, and uh, yeah. it's it's been everybody just helps everybody out. Yeah, it's, it's so nice when you, you can just run on stage and and sing with somebody. Yeah, yeah. So yep, but yeah, Greg, he was he was unique. He was yep. such a nice guy. Yep, yep. Love that guy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he was tremendous. But yeah, I miss him too. Yeah. Oh yeah, we all we all do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Too much of that lately. Yeah, yeah. Right. The thing is, I'm I'm relatively new down here, so I don't know everybody. But you know, right. it seems like a lot of people have been kind of. Well, that's like when you came to this area, and all of a sudden I started seeing your name yeah. talking about. And I'm like, hmm, who is this Steve Gino guy? <laughs> and it's like. All of a sudden, we're friends on Facebook because we had so many, you know, right. shared friends. Yeah. And it's like one of these days I'm going to, and I finally got out to see you. You said Captain uh, Kurtz, right? No, no. The first time I saw you, you were just finishing your last set as Stottlemyers. Okay. And I, I caught just a, a couple of songs, a few songs, introduced myself, went to introduce myself. Uh-huh. And you're like, you're Steve Paradise. I'm like, I uh, am. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, then I got to see you down at Captain Kurtz for pretty much a full show. Yeah. At one point. And yeah, was, I like what you do. Well, well, the funny so, thing is, since day one, Greg and Cindy were telling me, you need to meet Stephen Paradise. You need to meet Stephen Paradise. <laughs> and so, you know, one of these things where, you know, when I first moved here, I was able to go to this gig, that gig, another gig. But then right. in a month, I like got busy. And then oh, I'm like, okay, yeah. I, I, it's still in the back of my mind. I need to see Stephen Paradise. And then when we met, the, I remember that time at Stottlemyers now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, you see, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you, you sound good. Yeah. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, you even said to me, I said, I was told I need to meet you. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So good. I thought we met. Yeah. 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 And realistically, yeah, this is probably, this is probably only our third or fourth time speaking to each other, really. Right. I oh, mean, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 We, we spoke when I saw you those couple of times. Um, yeah. And then when you came down to Big Top that time, I, yeah. it's pretty I saw much you it. Jigs also. I took my daughter to Jigs. Oh, that's right. You did. You came to yeah. Jigs. Yep. Yes, I do recall that. Yeah. It's kind of funny though. You know, you talk to a musician like we've talked maybe three, four times in life, but it's like it's like you know we've known each other all our lives now speaking because we 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 have that same musical. Exactly. So much in common. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everything a lot of musicians. we do is the same. 
Yeah. Um, like, for instance, I met this guy um, yesterday at my gig at Stottlemyers. And you could, he walked in. I knew he was a musician the second he right. walked in. You know, and by the songs he requested, it's just his demeanor. I knew. So yeah. I talked to him one break. Yeah, I'm from, uh, he was from um, um, Madison, Wisconsin. He's a drummer. It's like, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like you, we, we got you, along you great. Just almost like, smell them. You, you right. know, that's a musician over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy to pick them out. You also have a time it's pretty easy. Yeah, there's, there's a few that it's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, most of the time you can pick them out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I even had the doctor I had in the hospital in September. He he was bane of my existence for a few days, and then he he broke the ice finally by saying to me. So you has a is a German guy. Yes, you has a guitar in here earlier. What kind of guitar do you generally play? I said, Oh, that was a Gibson J two hundred. He goes, oh, those are nice. You know, I'm like, Oh, you you know what that is? He goes, Yeah, I used to shred a bit back in the day. I'm thinking to myself, this guy's ten, fifteen years younger than me. And back wow. in the day, he used to shred. But uh yeah. So it's like, okay, I never would have picked him as a musician. Wow. In a million years. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like back where I'm from, the like doctors and lawyers are these incredible musicians. It's like it's it's kind of in the water down there in Homa, man. Like yeah, yeah. There's a lot of amazing musicians coming out of Louisiana. Yeah, yeah but like yeah. There's a lawyer friend of mine who's just this incredible keyboard player, singer, entertainer. You know, you would never know he's a lawyer. You know what I mean? Really? But, yeah, yeah. Great lawyer too. He's a fantastic lawyer. There you go. <laughs> Help me out during my divorce. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so you yeah. have a biased opinion. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so, uh, so we're doing a gig. So you've been doing it five years. Yeah, you pretty, pretty. Did you ever have a point where you were you had stage fright of any kind, or just kind of this thing you were just naturally walked up and said, "Okay, I got this." I, I had stage fright my first semester in college. Yeah. When I had to play a solo. Yeah. And the second semester, I had a couple of drinks before I went out. And it was much better. And then, you know, whether I'm drink or not, uh, I just, I I get over the stage right then. Um, I've I've never really had it since. Yeah. Um, I've, there's been a couple of times where, you know, at the beginning, I might have been a little bit nervous. You know, mm. thinking, I really hope that they like what I do. Yeah. My, my repertoire was fairly limited. You know, at the first, you know, the, the first month or two, it's like, these are the songs that I'm going to have to play. Yeah. I hope they're good enough. Um, but now it's like I've 11, 1200 songs, yeah. you know, that I can just kind of, because every, every gig, this is something, every gig, I'll say, read at least two, three, four songs. Sure. Yeah. Every gig. Yep. Every one of them. Yep. Um, and if it works, I keep it. If it doesn't, yeah. okay, yeah. bye-bye. But, but, but yeah, I don't get nervous anymore. I did. I was excited yeah. in uh, a couple months ago. I did my first um, festival. Oh, wow. I did the Stone Crab Festival here in Bradenton. And uh, you know, a friend of mine's like for years, the last few years, I'm going to get you in. I'm going to get you in. And so he got me in. I was the uh, opening on the first day. And there were a lot of people that I knew that actually came um, for that. And, and he asked me right out. He said, do you know these people? And I'm like, yeah, I know most of them. He said, this is the best opening that the Stone Crab Festival's ever had. Wow. I said, good, hire me back next year. <laughs> joking around. but And I thought that I was going to be nervous for that. Yeah. But I, I really wasn't. I got out on the stage, played. It was it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. 
You know, the more fun you have, the less time you have to get nervous yeah, or anxious or worried. I used to, when I started, I used to play everything at a really fast tempo. Yeah. Just yeah. because the adrenaline was pumping. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like yeah. 10 pots of coffee high. <laughs> um, um, but now it's like I've gotten to the point where, okay, I can I can slow these tempos down. Yeah. And, and actually you know, play the song how it's supposed to be played yeah. and enjoy it. And hopefully they'll enjoy it. But uh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think back at how fast I used to play stuff. And occasionally occasionally I'll get excited and I'll stick to something a little bit too fast. Sure. But uh or too loud. I think Um, it's better to do it too fast than too slow though. You know, if you're gonna yeah, you don't want to screw up a tempo, make it faster, give it a little energy, you know. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. you'll be doing like you know, Beethoven Field March, (laughs) you know, um, or something like that. Yeah. everybody's like oh my god no <laughs> um yeah you don't want that no. you want people to have, be happy yeah absolutely so uh yeah speak to uh sight reading because i find the same thing man people love that shit though like if yeah. they ask me a song i don't know i'm like you know what i make i make a big deal about it i do i you know i don't know this i gotta look it up on the internet let's hope it goes well <laughs> you know and i'm exactly and that's there. what i do and if um, you get to, if you get that first chorus, you're golden. But and people right. are like, "Wow, did you really just play that?" And you're like, "Yeah, you know, they they love that." Well, and the thing is, also, you'll say something like, "Yeah, I can do that," and because you remember the chorus, and then you sure. think, "Oh my God, how do the verses go?" Yeah, what's the melody? You know, <laughs> right. I, I I get asked to play Melanie, brand new key. I'm oh like, wow! Why not? Real estate. Yeah. How does the verse go though? <laughs> I couldn't. I as soon as I opened the the, the thing on the uh, tablet, I'm like, wait a minute, there's yeah. verses, and I I, I had to take a, th- a second. And I started just kind of playing a chord, and I'm like, oh, that's how it goes. And yeah. I kind of remembered. But what helped me out with the sight reading was uh, when when COVID hit, um, and we weren't playing out. I mean, I I was fortunate enough that after a few months, I started getting called to play out again. Mm-hmm. I know that there were a lot of other people that didn't play out early. Um, even Lee Stanhope refused to go out for the longest time um and and if you know his decision and and by god i love him to death but i i got out but i was doing a thing on facebook live from paradise's porch uh-huh. um which was actually the lanai because i don't have a porch <laughs> and lanai sounded stupid um and the whole premise of that show started twice a week cut it back to once a week i did 75 shows that first year of covid Wow. Um, and I would I would basically get drunk on Fireball mm-hmm. and take requests of songs that I didn't know. Oh, wow. I, I mean, I'd, I'd play a song here. There are a few songs that I knew. But the whole premise was, yeah. people, come on, give me songs. Yeah. What do you want to hear? Yeah. And it, uh, that was a huge thing for me. Yeah, that sounds um, fun. It, it got me, well, it got me one over my fear of sight reading songs that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like I did one Cat Stevens song before COVID. I uh-huh. played Wild World. Yeah. And the first song that was requested on the first show um, that I played during COVID was um, If You Want to Sing Out, Sing Out. And oh, I'm wow. Like, wow. I, I kind of remember that song. Yeah. You know, um, and and I'm like, why not? Here we yeah. go. And it, it sounded like shit. It really did. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I played it again and again do it a couple of times i'm like okay i get the timing now i remember how it goes and it worked out fine but everybody was requesting cat stevens songs it was so crazy yeah and to the point where 
the 50th anniversary of him re-recording and releasing the Teeth of the Tillerman album, I did a live broadcast of the album in its entirety. Oh, wow. And I put it, I put it on his website too. Hey. I got the thumbs up from Kat. So that was no kidding. Cool. Oh, wow. And there a couple of songs that I just really didn't know when I did that. Yeah. But now I'll, I'll just play the album for fun at the yeah. first step when there's nobody listening sure. yet. Sure. Or I went, I played at Solomon's Castle one time, four hour gig. The entire gig I played Cat Stevens songs. I know so many of them now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't believe how many people were requesting his songs. Yeah. So yes. and now that, that's kind of my little niche too. Yeah. Because people know, oh, you know, you know, Cat Stevens. Yeah. And his so, voice really fits where my voice lies. Yeah. There's a few artists that I'm really comfortable singing. Uh-huh. Greg Lake is another one. I'm Emerson Lake and Palmer. Uh-huh. Um, I love Greg's Lake, Greg Lake's voice. And uh, so I enjoy singing him as well. But uh, yeah, it's got to be what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. So if all else fails, you can do a Cat Stevens cover but tribute band there you go yeah, yeah I'll, i've already got the white beard going so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. man. yeah Yusuf. i don't think this one exists does it this could be something where this I'm could saying. be your thing this could it be could your be. thing yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's funny so today and this is kind of off subject but not really because you know um kind of these singer-songwriters from the 70s. We're walking down the street today. This lady is blaring James Taylor. I mean, like, to the point yep. where you're like, hey, turn down to James Taylor, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's a unique story in himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I read, his, yeah. I read his audio book. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah. You listened to his audio book. I, I like to, yeah, I like to say I read, I read audio right. books. That's what I... Yeah, because because <laughs> it makes me sound... Reading, it sounds like you are intelligent. <laughs> Right. But then when you, you see reading an audio book, then you don't sound all the intelligence is lost. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I do a little bit of James Taylor. Fire and Rain. That's yep. that's a seminal song that everybody should play. Sure. Yep. So uh yeah, that's up on that list of, of the five. Um <laughs> but yeah, there's too much James Taylor and it's just no, no, I'm sorry, I'm good. But yeah, that folk singer songwriter stuff. I mean, I do him, I do Harry Chapin. A bunch mm-hmm. of Harry Chapin now. Uh, I'll do some Jim Croce, uh, yeah. you know, all those guys. They, they were yeah. such great songwriters. Mm-hmm. Um, the melodies were great. The chord yeah. structures are phenomenal. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's not just one, four, five. Yeah. You know, let's throw in a, you know, a, a minor six chord or yeah. half diminished seven or, you know, all these uh, wacky chords then yeah. passing tones make. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that stuff. That's yeah. that's that's my favorite stuff to play. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. and it's a top. I'm sure you, you get a lot of requests probably for it as I do. You know, the people see you with a guitar, an acoustic guitar, and it's kind of naturally what they gravitate toward to ask, hey, play some James Taylor, hey, play some Harry Chapin, hey, play some... Cat some Steve. people do, but yeah. no, a lot of people see me with my guitar and say, can you do Billy Joel? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and so, yeah. Can you do Piano Man? I'm like, you yeah. do see this as a guitar. <laughs> you know, hello, warming up the crowd. And I'll play Piano Man on guitar. And yeah. And, uh, and it'll sound okay. And then I'll say, yeah, but you know what? Billy Joel had it much easier because it's so much easier to play on piano. <laughs> yeah, it's all white keys on piano, I think. Right. I or I'll, I'll play the song. I'll say, let me grab my keyboard. I'm going to play Guitar Man now. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Well, so uh, I don't know if you know Todd, my friend Todd Adams. He plays with Kelly. Yeah. I've, I've was, met him. I've met him. Yeah. Yeah. We've done gigs together back back home. And that was one of the things we did. He would play guitar man on piano and I'd play piano man on guitar. Nice. It's kind of and nobody ever taught it, you know, the but, you know, it was funny to us. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's brilliant, though, when you think yeah. of it. Yeah. I don't know. The audience was like, who cares? You know, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's why it's so much fun to have fun with the audience. Yeah. Because <laughs> when they are like that, <laughs> you're golden. You can say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So, you know what I love about you, too, is your social media. Like, um, I don't know if you do this on purpose, but I noticed your social media is mostly about gratitude. Like the night you played before, you're like, man, thank you, everybody, for coming out to blah, blah, blah. We had such a good time. Mm -hmm. So it's, you, you really, you know, I love that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, well, that, I, mean, I, I figure I'm is that something on purpose or it just kind of happened naturally. What, what's... It, it kind of happened naturally. Um, I, 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 I look at it. I flood my social media with my gig, yeah. you know, try to get people there. And so I want to acknowledge them for the ones who actually come out, mm. um, you know, and whether it's two people that showed up from my friends yeah. or, you know, or two dozen, um, I want to say thank you to them because I appreciate yeah. their support without their support. I'm not a musician, right? You know, I don't play. Right. And I'm like you, all of us, we are just blessed yes. to be able to do what we do yes um and so i just i like to remind people of that yeah say thank you yeah yeah but yeah no i i i've, I've noticed that you know about your social media and i love that it's it's like yeah i think that's awesome i figure i should thank them after like inundating them with my gig yeah so <laughs> how many sites can i put this on <laughs> right but i actually had a guy who's a drummer private message me one time saying dude you need to stop putting so much of your gig up Stop sharing it to so many pages because it looks like spam. And I'm like, really? Unfriend. <laughs> <laughs> don't need that negativity yeah, in my life. Yeah. What's that? You don't need that negativity in your life. I don't need. I yeah. don't need that. No. Well, no. the thing is, you know, I find a lot of people who are critical are the ones who aren't doing anything. Yeah. You know. Well, except they got the time to be critical. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what, that's what I try to, you know, again, this podcast is kind of geared toward people coming up and trying to learn things. And that's what I try to tell right. people. It's like, you know, yes, you're up there, you're putting yourself out there. So you're going to be open to criticism. However, yeah. you got to understand most of the critics, A, don't know what they're talking about, or B, just, you know, don't have other things, you know, they have nothing better to do and their, their opinions invalid, so to speak. You know? Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I've, I've been criticized. You know, I, I won't. I won't doubt it. I mean, uh, deny it. Yeah, I, I've been we all have. Some of it. Some of it's been warranted. Yeah, but there's been also a lot of positive criticism, like from friends of mine. Mm -hmm. Dana has been brutally honest with me, mm -hmm. and I appreciate him for that. Yeah, you know, giving me some guidance. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I take it all in stride. Yeah. You know, however, yeah. you know, I've got to listen to all of it, yeah. and I've got to do what I've got to do. If, if yeah. something's working, I'll mm -hmm. I change. Yeah, you know, give but me the criticism. That's how we learn. Yeah, sure. But there's a big difference between, say, a guy like Dana who knows what he's talking about, and he's a friend. Right. And he's and telling you, okay, maybe you should try this, right? 
Big right. difference between him and some guy sitting there going, hey, man, you shouldn't post on social media all the time. Exactly. You know, big difference. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I still post on social media all the time. Yeah, obviously. So, yeah, I took with a grain of salt. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but but I guess my point is, Dana's a person who's doing it. He knows what's going on. This other person, probably not doing anything. Right. Exactly. He's going to criticize well, he's, you and he's not doing anything. No offense, guys. He's a drummer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we could probably safe here. Yeah, this is the solo performers podcast. It's kind of hard to right. do solo gigs. I do have a friend who does them though, and he does them really well. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, a drummer and he does solo drummer. gigs. Yep, I've I've seen a couple around. Yeah, he does them very well. So Freddie, yeah. if you list, if you tune in, Freddie, uh, we're not talking about you here. But... Yeah, we're talking about normal drummers. You know. <laughs> right, the ones oh, that can't man. read music, but they can play a damn good rhythm. <laughs> oh man, so any. What would be your advice for someone getting started? Like, you know, Stephen, you know, you're, you've been doing this. Uh, what would you what would you tell me to do if I wanted to start playing? Back off, man. They're my kids. <laughs> no, um, uh, I like 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 you said, I mean, encourage them to go to open mics, jams, get out there, meet the other musicians, talk to them, try to network with them, see what they're doing, see if you can even sit in with them for a couple mm-hmm. of songs just to be heard. If you, if you can't go to an open mic, um, whatever you have to do just to be heard, um, that's the key. And, uh, and, and just, man, don't burn bridges, be friends, you know, they're encouraging you, you encourage them, get along, everybody be happy and gigs will come your way. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to be patient though. Yeah. 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 It's not overnight. It takes at least two weeks. I found. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I tell people like if you go to an open mic with your card and being, hey man, can I get a gig, get a gig, gig, gig? You're yeah. gonna be disappointed. It's yeah, it's a long term thing. You you make what you got to do is make true friendships. You know, be actually be interested in other people. You know, be interested in what they're doing. Be yep. friends first. Make friends first, and then everything else just becomes easy and comes and just comes together. You know, it's oh yeah. I mean, I I I knew Dana a good five six years before I even started getting on stage and playing. Yeah, you know, I just I used to go and see Kettle play all the time, like yeah. all the time. Yeah, um, and uh, and a few other a few other people when I could, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, you've got to make the friendships, you got to make the connections, you got to and get out there, put your time in for an open mic. Yep. Um, you know, get on the stage, do your do your songs, let people hear you, take the criticism. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm as encouraging as I can be to the people that play at my open mic. But mm-hmm. there's been a couple of times where I've said, "Dude, don't don't do that again." <laughs> you know, this this is where you should be leaning towards. Yeah, work towards something like this instead of trying to do right. something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, because there's there's enough people that um, that are encouraging enough and will support and help you out mm-hmm. if if you're good with them as well. I mean, there's yeah. that's how it works. You know, so put yeah, put the time in, Ooh. put the time in, get out there, get you get seen, yeah, and and be grateful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, love all that. Perfect, perfect yeah. advice. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Perfect sage advice from Stephen Paradise from 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 the old wise man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh, yeah, we talked about it a little earlier. You have any? Night, the nightmare gig. Did you talk about that already, or do you want to? You had another one you want to talk about? Or... <laughs> oh, 
oh, everybody's got a billion nightmares. No, um, I, I really haven't had many nightmare gigs. Yeah. Um, I, I had I had one gig where I, I do rely on my tablet, like I told you, for lyrics, and um, I'm 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 a little bit um, hesitant to take all my equipment out of the car all the time, out of the jeep. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll bring my guitars in because God knows you don't want them to get screwed up. Right. But I'll leave my my sound system out there and my my bag with my cables and everything and and my tablet and apparently the, the florida heat and my tablet had an argument i got to a gig uh at the drift in wednesday night nine to one god it's late um I set up turn my tablet on and it's just this really weird looking screen that looks like it's shattered and i'm like but it's not shattered it was the glass underneath that the heat popped it and i'm like oh my god what do i do and this is where you find out what you're made of. Yeah, yeah. Because what do I actually remember? Yeah. And I, I survived the gig without yeah. the tablet. Oh, yeah. But the next morning, I ran out and got another one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I ended up using my, my phone yeah. for about three or four songs just to try oh, wow. to get yeah. there were requests and I didn't want to scrub the lyrics. Yeah. I made up lyrics a little bit Yeah. Um, on, on occasion. But I, I didn't want to screw up the requests. Um, so I, I was pulling songs out of God knows where yeah. um, that I hadn't played in forever. Yeah. And I, I got through the gig. But that was that was a horrible nightmare of scenario. Yeah. Um, because you just literally 30 seconds before you gig, you go, oh, my God, I'm screwed. You know? <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. But it's so, funny how dependent we are on those tablets now, right? You know, I when know. I first started out, I didn't, I didn't have a tablet. I just had to know. Yeah, notebook. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> notebook. You flip through your notebook. Yeah. I'm so old, I didn't even have, you know, photocopied pages. I had handwritten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On parchment, even. <laughs> parchment. Here ye be the songs of Stephen Paradise. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, everybody's become, become so dependent on them. And you know, I'll get there's there's musicians around here that's like, I can't believe you use a tablet. And then a month later you see them with a tablet. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's like whatever. Yeah. Yeah, all these big acts, they don't have tablets. No, they got teleprompters. <laughs> right. They have confidence know. monitors, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just their own songs. They they wrote those songs. They've been and playing they those still, songs for 50 years and they still don't know the lyrics. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, in it's fact, the only time I don't use a tablet is on my original gig. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you think your original gig? Hold on, I'll be right out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got we got someone who wants to be on the podcast. Yeah, this is a uh, my my little great nephew. Hey. He stopped in to say hi. Hey, great nephew. This is Titus. What's happening? You're on the solo performers out. podcast. Okay, now you're not. <laughs> no. Okay, I'll be right out there later. I'll see you soon. <laughs> so yeah, he's uh he came over to visit. We are, we have little children here all the time. All, right. all my great nieces and nephews stop by. Nice. So yeah, yeah, yeah they love. But yeah, oh, I, what I was saying is yes, you do need to know your own lyrics. However, I've I've witnessed Paul McCartney forget things yeah. live. Yeah. Um, no, like while I was there, I didn't even oh, see wow. a video. I, yeah, wow. He was, he was doing maybe I'm amazed. Uh-huh. I will never forget this. And he starts playing the piano introduction. 
goes into the song, maybe I'm amazed at the way you love me all the shit. That's exactly what he said. And I'm like, and he stopped playing. And he stood up and he put his arm on the piano and he said, you know, at my age, I'm bound to forget something occasionally. And I just went to myself, yes, if he can screw it up, then I can. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That put a lot of perspective in that. Yep. So, yeah, it was his own song and he forgot it. Yeah. Guess but yeah, I get that because there are songs that I've played probably every night for the last 25 years and every now and then I'll forget it. And the reason is because you're kind of on this track where you're not thinking about it. If right. you start thinking about it, then you'll forget. You know what I mean? When you start thinking about what you're doing, you're off of that mental track that you is so well worn. That you oh, yeah. Get where you are. And that's happened to me. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. I mean, the, the first song that I ever performed on, on on guitar at an open mic at a jam was Locomotive Breath. Oh, wow. And so I've been playing that exactly because yeah. I've always been different. Uh, but uh, I've been uh, playing uh, that song now for years. Yeah. And I don't play it as often. Yeah. I, I rarely play it, actually. Yeah. But I do still play it. Yeah. Somebody requested it. And I started playing the song, and all of a sudden, my, my, my mind started going, Oh my God, what's the <laughs> literally the first line of the song? What's the second verse? How does it start? Yeah. You know, and I like psyched myself out so bad that it completely disappeared. Yeah. You know, and it's like I've been doing that song for five and a half, six years. I should know it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah, funny. it's it's hard sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but we but we make it through. We muddle through. We muddle through. Yeah. I'm sure it all, it's only going to get worse for us as we get older. <laughs> Oh, what? <laughs> older? I Steve, I can't get much older. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to, man. <laughs> I know. Oh, no, I got a new lease on life, so I'm going to live forever. Yeah, good, man. Glad to see that you're doing well with all that. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. So I guess, that... I, like I said on Facebook, the uh, the main takeaway from that was that I actually do have a heart. So. <laughs> you're not the tin man right <laughs> Another tin man. oz never did give nothing to the tin man that he did no he did <laughs> damn oz <laughs> i know right oh, wow. but yeah i'm kind of glad i'm not playing having fun talking well <laughs> well dang now i want you to play <laughs> i'm not gonna it's not gonna happen all right, damn. It's my it's my day off. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I totally understand. <laughs> I tell people all the time. Oh, come on up and sing a song. Like, no, it's my day off. God, I I totally get that. Yeah, on my yeah. day off, when I go to see somebody play, I don't want to. I just want to watch you play, do your thing. Yep. yep. See, I'll go like on a Monday night. I'll go see, you know, Dana and and mm-hmm. uh, and Tom, you know, down down in Sarasota, Big Top, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, they'll they'll call me up. Danny used to call me up like fairly frequently to play and I'm like, it's my day off, yeah. you know, you know? And so now he, he just doesn't bother. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, Hey Steve. Yeah. Thanks for coming. And, and yeah. I'm bad about that. When I see musicians at my gig, I'm really bad about calling them up because I assume they don't want to play. Yeah. You know, I've, I'm I've going to straight off assume too. you don't want to play. And then I'm thinking, well, maybe they wanted to, you know, and I, I don't know. So, I, so now I just kind of, okay, maybe I should just at least ask, you know, you right. Know, well, especially when they're no. walking in with guitar. Yeah. You know, that's kind of a giveaway that they want to get called up. Yeah. <laughs> but they I get the guitar Yeah. Unlike the harmonica players who sit out in the audience with their harmonica playing along oh, with I you. Know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I had some little girl, 16 years old, maybe, uh-huh. come up in my open mic. Uh-huh. And she didn't have a guitar with her. 
So I let her play my, my J200 and I handed it to her <laughs> and I said, now be careful with this. This costs more than your parents' house. <laughs> and her eyes just popped out of her head. And she's like, oh my God. I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. Just have fun. Play what you want to play. And she did a combination of, uh, you know, a couple of covers and some originals. Uh-huh. And she's really light voice, but really good. And I had this guy sitting in the crowd with a horn warming up. I'm like, dude, try to get his attention several times. Yeah. Don't do that. She's performing. Yeah. You know? And so uh, afterwards I told him, he's like, oh, I didn't hear you. I'm like, just be aware of that. Yeah. Somebody's Come in courtesy. You don't, yeah. You don't want to be just kind of blowing notes. Yeah. Um, and they go, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Forgive me. I'm like, oh, it's not for me to forgive you. It's the girl that was up there for her first time ever playing yeah. that you were stepping on yeah. with your, your playing. Yeah. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's terrible. Terrible. That's another horror story. Want to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's definitely not a funny story. No. But, no. Uh, yeah. It's like you, you never know who's going to show up. This girl was actually really good, mm-hmm. but she hasn't been back. So did he mm-hmm. really offend her? Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that that's what it was, yeah. not me. But yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. I, I got nothing else, I guess. <laughs> that story's over. All right, good. So, uh, what's your at a gig? Your favorite song to play? There's so many. It's yeah. uh, that's hard. Honestly, um, "Father and Son" is probably my favorite one to play yeah. at this time. Uh, it's it's just a great song, great lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I really like Father and Son. Probably one of my favorites. Um, uh, Harry Chapin, Better Place to Be. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy playing that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few. Yeah, um, yeah. Wow. but it's got to be, I think it's Father and Son. It's probably cool, my, my, my favorite. All right. um, I love the old stuff. Yeah. In my opinion... Um... Oh, so I also play Under the Sea. The Disney yeah. tune. Yeah. And that's right. a lot of fun to play. Yeah. Well, the so, kids, the kids, when you get kids in the audience, they always want some Disney. Exactly. Stuff, so it's good yeah. to have that in your back pocket. It yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta you gotta know your crowd. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I get requests for baby shark and let it go. I did two and, ones. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh my God. So you got the five songs that uh you think you know a solo performer should know or must know. Five must, must know. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, a couple of them I already. Um, James Taylor, Fire and Rain. Yeah. Absolutely. You should know that one. Because as, even if you don't like James Taylor, that's yeah. one hell of a good song. Yeah. Um, and everybody knows it. Yeah. And and they'll they'll appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's songs on on the list. The five that they should know doesn't necessarily mean it's the five that I will play. Right, right, um, sure. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But like uh, Leonard Cohen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Definitely. You should know that one. Um, I, I do play that one and I've kind of made it my own. Mm-hmm. Um, any Tom Petty song really could be on that top five. Yep. You know, he was such, such a brilliant artist. Yeah. Um, and everybody loves him. Yep. So you can pick any song from any album pretty much and yeah. that'll be on your top five. Yeah. Um, I've heard people say about Hotel California. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. I don't think that should be in the top five that a, especially a solo artist should be playing. Yeah. But, you know, I will throw stuff out there like um, like Father and Son, Cass Stevens. Mm-hmm. Um, there's several Cass Stevens songs 
that uh, definitely will work and, mm-hmm. and people should be playing because it's great music. Um, that's why wow, that's four. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, you, you got to play Chicago. No, yeah. Chicago is <laughs> not, not generally a solo song. Apparently it's 80 uh, Chicago though. That's what's happening. <laughs> no, God, don't ever do that. <laughs> if you leave me now. But it's hard to um, say I'm sorry, Steve. Right. <laughs> Ouch. You had to go there. Um, see, number five. Who would be nine, number five? But you have to play. Um, I, I'd love to say like Jim Croce. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just being the solo artist, you think more folk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not going to be up there playing Metallica. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be playing like you mentioned Ingve earlier. Yeah. Um, there's there's certain things that people expect from a solo acoustic player. Mm-hmm. which mainly I am. Um, and so I always get like dumbfounded when I get some of these requests. Um, but yeah, I, I, Jim Croce wrote mm-hmm. some great music. It's it's hard to have just five. I mean, there's yeah. so many. Yeah. I could go on with like all the acoustic stuff that Greg Lake did, you mm-hmm. know, um, which I do a few of. Lucky Man, I do I do a version of Lucky Man. That, that I, love, I love it. It's such yes. great, it's so much great music. It's hard to say five songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Five that you can should never play is probably much easier. Um, I'd rather play Weird Al. Somebody, American Pie, dear God, it's, I, it's so long. Yeah, people ask me to play American Pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this is actually works into a funny story. Um, I played Weird Al's version, mm-hmm. Saga Begins. Yeah, the, 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 and this the woman, came, yeah, yeah, this woman came up to me with a note, put it in my tip jar. I'm like, thank you so much. Is there anything I can play for you? She goes, yeah. Can you play the real American pie after you just butchered it? I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> so I, I actually still have the note. Yeah. She wrote, This was like two and a half, three years ago. Wow. I still have the note. She said how how I just ruined that song, that, that I was doing such a great job at, at this gig until I played that. And how dare I defame such a good song and i'm like oh my god you have no sense of humor lady <laughs> you know it's, it's hysterical and apparently she yeah. really loves american pie i mean this apparently. is apparently oh, sacred to her to do, somebody asked me to do uh, the regular evans fitzgerald and, and mm-hmm. i'll say I, I don't have a week and a half to play that <laughs> i don't have enough time it's, yeah. exactly there's it's so long yeah. so i try to stay away i said do you want me to follow that up with like you know like tales from topographic oceans i'll do all the whole double album it's four songs <laughs> You know, it's 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 craziness. What people expect. Yeah, yeah. You know, or or oh, can you do, can you do some Temptations? Yeah, if I could sing five part harmony, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Mm. Do you want me to do the bass part? What do you want? What do you want to hear? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. But yeah. Yep. Those. I guess those are my. Did I? I didn't do five. Did I? Are Are you by chance a Boston Bruins fan? Um, I I, I kind of like. Them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're playing the Winter Classic today. They they flooded Fenway Park and they're playing on, uh, in Fenway Park. Oh. Um, so yeah. The, the game is actually on right now. Um. So. Oh. Well, shit. This, I'm I'm gonna go watch watch the game. Well, let me let you go, and you can go watch your Bruins. Cause. Oh, no, I've been having a nice time chatting with you. Yeah. Same it's, here. It, it's nice to actually have a real conversation with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I'm doing the podcast so I can actually talk to people. Right? <laughs> I don't have a chance otherwise. I even said to you that's brilliant when you're asking right? me about it. 
That's brilliant. <laughs> Not doing it for any other reason. I need to talk to my musician friends. You know, it gives me a chance to do so. Yeah. Who are you? Oh, Steve. Oh my God. <laughs> so good to see you. Right. Well, <laughs> uh, well unless what's, you, what's, huh? what's your number one go-to song? You know, it depends. So beginning of the yeah, night. See, it's hard to answer. Yeah, yeah. But no, like five songs you must do is, is different from my number one go-to. So exactly. I have two go-to songs and it depends. Let's let's say it's the beginning of the night. And I don't, you know, I don't know what the crowd is like. I can kind of gauge, you know, they're, you know, 30 somethings, 40 somethings, 50 something, whatever. Um, you don't want to come in too hot because they're maybe having dinner, but you don't want to be too down tempo because you don't want to, you know, you want to kind of set the mood and the tone for everything. I'll go drift away at that point because to yep. me that's that's a song. It was popular in the seventies and then it was redone uh, in the late nineties, early two thousands. So it kind of has a generational, you know, people yeah. know it from several generations. It's mid tempo, and I can always check and see if someone is clapping along or or singing along to it, you know, or just kind of yeah. moving along. And so that's always to me kind of a good, you know, just kind of first song to, to go with. Now, if I have a kind of a, a you know, 40 something crowd and a little younger, I'll maybe start with 3 a.m. Because yep. same, same reasons. Uh, but yeah, those are my two kind of if I'm in a place that I, I really don't know the lay of the land too much and I'm just kind of trying to feel things out. That's what I'll start with. Right. Let's see, my, 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 my opening song lately, I've been doing um, like before you accuse me. Yeah, because I just want them to know right off the hand. Look, don't you dare. Like, <laughs> this is where the line is, huh? This is where the line is. Yeah. No, and I, I try to do something. I try to start with something that's a little bit easier on the voice to kind of warm up sure. as I'm starting. Mm -hmm. um, but then again, uh, I've, I've started playing like that whole side two medley from Abbey Road. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the nine song medley. And I yeah. just love doing it. Yeah. Um, but that's not something to open with. No, you can't. Uh, <laughs> but, uh... No. Damn Paul McCartney. But yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, you got to read the crowd. But I'll do, I'll generally do like, before you accuse me or uh where do the children play the uh -huh. casting song because it kind of warm up to it and then at the end of it you're going up an octave for the so you can say okay good i have that voice today right uh, yeah i try not to go too high too quick yeah yeah because i like to have my larynx you know where it belongs yeah uh, i guess i can let you go too before my phone dies <laughs> right yeah um, man see, we, we've been doing this hour and a half man time flies yeah yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Oh, is there anything else you want to? Anything else you want to add, or you know? Yeah, come out and see me. Definitely. Yeah, anybody to. watching, even not just you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call you up. Yeah, no. yeah. Go see Stephen Paradise. I work right down the street from your house, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at my calendar right now, and it's like I'm playing Thursday, so I can, and Sunday. Yeah. So, oh. yeah, I know. I know it's <laughs> tough. It's really tough. Yeah, that's why I try to get out and support people here. Like yeah. that afternoon gig that you did at Captain Kurtz was perfect. Yeah. Because I'm not playing that early. All right, my brother. I appreciate you so much, Stephen. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you. Had a lot of fun today. Yeah, me too, man. Awesome. We'll, we'll, all right, man. Take care, buddy. I'll see you soon. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>